Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of Look for the Light, a nerd culture podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Scott. Look for the Light is a conversation-based podcast that covers news and opinions on all aspects, old and new, of the nerdy multiverse. We cover video games, comics, movies, and anything else that interests us. For me, that's comics, movies, games. I really like JRPGs. I'm really big into superhero comic books. Um, I'm a huge collector. I collect all sorts of things. And for me, that's just being there to support Nate and whatever he wants to do. She's very supportive. <laughs> With that being said, let's dive into our first segment, Gamers on Gaming. This is the portion of the show where we discuss video games, new releases, old favorites, and anything in between. Um, but this week, our topic is Overwatch 2. So, I know Nate has been playing Overwatch since the beta came out. Yes, yes. The the original beta for the original game back, I want to say, probably in April of 2016. Maybe even before that. That's crazy. And I've been playing Overwatch since probably 2019. That sounds probably probably pretty fair. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so obviously we're fans of the series, or at least uh, <laughs> let us not get hasty. We're fans of the first game. Yeah, the, the first game is uh, it's it's been my one of my go tos, one of my staples um, for the last over six years now. Um, you know, I've, I've played it for thousands of hours um, with me and my best friend. Uh, constantly play together, or we used to constantly play together. Uh, it has uh, gone downhill a little bit, um, and uh, that's that's kind of kind of uh, the state of things for uh, Overwatch Two currently as well. Yeah, so I don't know as much probably as Nate does about Overwatch Two, but just um, the general consensus I get from fans is that we're not we're not stoked. Not as stoked as we should be after waiting this long, anyway. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while since the um, announcement was made that Overwatch Two was coming. Um, so it's not like this was you know an out of the blue um, game that was coming out, and you know it's not a new IP. Uh, it's been several years since they announced Overwatch Two, um, and you know we've waited and waited and waited for the beta um, with no updates to the the original game. In the meantime, yeah, they kind of just left Overwatch One to fend for itself, I guess. I wouldn't even say fend for itself. They just kind of stopped giving us content. Right. There for a while, they were giving us, you know, new characters, new maps. Uh, you know, every couple of months, we would get something out of them. And at this point, it's been a few years since we have gotten anything. Um, even um, the balancing patches have taken a back seat to Overwatch 2 development. I don't think we've had a balancing patch since October. Well, we got all those fun recolored skins. Oh, yes, recolored skins. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Yeah, they didn't even give us new skins. They took the old ones and they slapped an ugly coat of paint on them and tried to sell them as new. I wonder if um, people that disagree with you would say, well, they just want to maintain the work-life balance of their developers. Uh, Do you think there's any merit to that? I, I don't. Uh, Blizzard <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard doesn't care about their employees, and I think that has been made abundantly clear uh, in in recent um, months. I think it has been made pretty clear that Blizzard does not care 
about their employees, about their fans, about their, you know, anybody at all. I don't think they care. Um, but there is one, at least, recolored skin that looks nice, and that is the Mercy Mage skin. It looks really pretty. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Mercy Witch skin, but it doesn't fit for her outside of the Halloween season. So I am kind of glad that that one got a recolor. That's fair. So with Overwatch 2, I did get an invite to the beta. Um, I played it for one day. And more or less, I hated it. Um, You know, my best friend sent me a text last night and asked if... uh, I wanted to do my placements on Overwatch 1 with him um, to find out, you know, our SR for the season and to, you know, do some comp play and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I need to do my placements, but uh, I don't really want to um, because, you know, Overwatch 2 beta has left such a sour taste in my mouth that it's just not really something that I'm interested in at this point, which is really sad after six years of playing yeah, I hate to hear that. I, uh, I'm i a Twitch streamer, shameless plug. I stream Overwatch. Um, I'm terrible. Don't watch it. Just kidding. She's not that bad. Just kidding. You can watch it. Give me views. <laughs> um, give her... Excuse me. Give her all the views. Um, but, you know, I went into Overwatch 2 beta with a really open mind, I think. I would say so. And, I mean, I didn't hate it. It just... I don't care for the 5v5 structure. Yeah. I, I don't like that. That that seems to be a pretty popular opinion. And I don't I don't understand why. Like what what purpose does that serve? They wanted it to be a more fast-paced game, um, a little more of a chaotic game, which is fine, but I think that you know there were better ways to implement that because the way they've done it, they've just gone about it so poorly. Um you know, they've reworked heroes, they've changed heroes, um, abilities and such that that no one was asking for. And they've changed things that didn't matter. Yeah. Um, so, for Mercy, she has what we call a super jump, which is actually a bug in the game's code. It shouldn't be possible for her to do it. Um, but, you know, a skilled Mercy player can super jump. And that's really one of the only ways to tell... A mercy player's skill outside of you know just monitoring you know their healing, um, but with Overwatch Two, they were like, "Oh, well, we're going to take this bug, and we're going to give it to everyone," and they did it in the worst possible manner. So the one day that I played Overwatch Two, Mercy's Guardian Angel ability which takes mercy and you find a target that you want to fly to and then you hit the button and she flies to that target and at the end of that flight path with overwatch 2 they made her super jump whether you wanted her to or not straight up into the air which is essentially the same thing that the super jump did in the first game but it was automatic every time no matter what so i'm a mercy main i've i've got hundreds of hours spent playing mercy and when i guardian angel to someone so you can guardian angel to their 
corpse, like their dead bodies. And I use that ability to fly to their corpse and res them. So when I'm flying to their body and I'm, you know, pressing my res button as soon as I get there, when I hit the body and then I hit the res button, she'll start the res animation and then she'll automatically shoot straight up in the air and cancel the res. And then I get a 30 second res cooldown for an ability that I didn't want. Yeah, I haven't experienced that personally, um, but I have heard that that is one of the really frustrating things right now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I also saw recently um, that they have broken Moira. I've heard. Uh, I haven't played it since they changed that. So I played this morning in preparation for the podcast. And is that is that an ultimate ability? Or... The, the Necro Orb? Yeah. I don't think so. See, I, I just must have been doing something wrong because I didn't experience that phenomenon. But supposedly, if you use, what's it called? The Necro, the, the necro Orb. The Necro Orb... Basically, Moira can survive anything, including a diva bomb to the face. I did see a video where a diva had diva bombed, and Moira threw her necro orb at the diva and was able to withstand the diva bomb. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, Moira only has, what, 200? I want to say 200, yeah. It, it, it reduces damage by 75%. That's crazy. So. And Moira's already a pretty, like, OP she, character. She's definitely in the upper echelon of, of heroes, uh, I would say. Um, at least, you know, in the, the skill level of play that I'm in, I would say that she's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, you know, she is one of them that, that people have been having issues with. And these are both, Mercy and Moira are both characters that no one asked for changes with. You know, it's, these are not heroes that needed changes. Right. You know, they were, no one had an issue with them. In my opinion, you know, you could probably give Mercy a, a heal buff and that would be fine. But, you know, aside from that, I don't think any changes needed to be made to Mercy. No, and I feel similarly about Moira, like... She doesn't need 75%. I don't know. It just seems like a lot to me. It, it is definitely a lot. Especially considering that uh, Sombra also got a rework. Uh, where her hack, instead of hacking someone's abilities for, what is it, four or five seconds. Where they can't use any of their abilities. Um, they now take extra damage. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so you have one character who makes it to where characters... On the other team, take extra damage, and one who makes it where they deal less damage. I saw um, this morning when I was playing that they had reworked Bastion a little, in that now when you go into, what is it, turret mode? Turret mode. Whatever. You can only do that for a select period of time. It is. It's about three or four seconds. And then you have like a 10 second cooldown or something before you can do it again. You, you do. Um, they also changed her um, Bastion as a girl. Uh, they also changed her um, main fire ability. Um, it's no longer a minigun, uh, so it doesn't just you know shoot over and over and over. It's more of um, like a semi-automatic rifle at this point. It fires at a lower rate of speed, um, but it is more accurate and it it, it kind of feels better. 
Um, it makes her feel a little bit more viable. They did take away her self-heal as well. Oh, man. Um, I haven't personally played Bastion in the beta, but when I was playing against Bastion, it, it wasn't easy as it is in Overwatch 1. Um, you know, I'll play characters that I'm pretty confident in that I can counter a Bastion and take them down pretty easily, but with the rework that she received, it wasn't something I could do as easily. Right. And as far as new characters go, we've only got two, right? There's only two so far. They have announced that more are coming, including a new healer, finally. Thank goodness. Uh, in the next um, few months after release. I don't think that the new healer will be uh, unveiled until after October um, when the full game comes out. But they have announced that a new healer is on the way for the first time. Since, in a long since time. Since Baptiste, right? Since Baptiste, which has been, I want to say, three years. Um, it's been quite a while since Baptiste has been uh, been in the game. Yeah, for sure. So the new characters that they have unveiled um, that are playable in the beta are um, Drunker Queen and Sojourn. Yeah. Drunker Queen is a tank. And Sojourn is a DPS. Everyone thought Sojourn was going to be a healer. Same situation with Echo. Everyone thought Echo was going to be a healer. Um, and then neither of those characters were healers. How do you feel about Echo? I think Echo's busted. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I am not an Echo fan. Part of that's because I, I can't hit scan. I'm awful with hit scan. Um, when the game first came out, I played Soldier 76. Period. That's all I would play. Um, mm-hmm. Every single game I went into, I was soldier. Didn't care. Um, which is funny because I can't aim to save my life. But, yeah, I think Echo is broken. Um, I think that she's a little too powerful um, in comparison to some of the other heroes, especially some of the other DPS. Um, I'd agree with that. She, a, a, a person that can play, I just, whew. A person that can play... What the hell is her name? Echo. Echo. <laughs> that can play Echo can melt you before you even know she's there. Yeah, she's got... You know, she's got the little sticky bombs. Yes. And then she has an attack. I don't know what the percentage is. Is it the triangle thing? The triangle thing that she does. Yes. Um, She shoots a beam out of her hands, and if you're under a certain amount of HP, the damage of that doubles. Oh, Wow. So, if she hits you with her sticky bombs, if you're, you know, a DPS character with 200 health, and she hits you with those, and, you know, that takes 100 health off, so you're at 100 health, and then she hits you with that beam, I mean, you're going down. Yeah, for sure. And I normally play support, too, so my my HP is normally around 200. Yeah. If that. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> if that. So, yeah, she can come up behind me and just completely melt me before I even know what happened. Yes, I, I, I'm not a fan of Echo. I don't know how to play her. Terrible at playing against her. What so. counters Echo? Uh, you know, pretty much any of the the hit scans. Um, you know, see that's where Cassidy, I go wrong because I can't. Soldier. I can't aim. Yeah, I, I'm awful at aiming. <laughs> if you have to be able to aim, I'm out. I can uh, I can play a soldier enough to scare them off of the pick. You know, if someone plays a Farah, I can go soldier well enough to make them think that they need to swap, um, and then I'll swap back to Junkrat. Oh, if I get Hanzo and Mystery Heroes, it's it's an instant, please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same with Genji, the other Shimada bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no one can play Genji. So, Genji mains are scary, though. <laughs> yeah. 
So the new characters, uh, Junker Queen is another character from Australia, um, along with Junkrat and Roadhog. Junkrat and Roadhog used to work for the Junker Queen. Um, she is the queen of Junker Town and is essentially a crime lord. Um, she is a tank, but she doesn't play like a tank, at least in the sense of tanks in Overwatch 1. Because Overwatch 2 hates tanks for whatever reason. Um, she has a big axe that she can swing at you and do some uh, damage over time. She has a shotgun that she can shoot you with. She has a knife that she can throw at you and gut you and pull you back to her. Similar you know to what? Roadhog's hook. I was going to say, you know what the knife reminds me of? Reminds me of Yondu's little arrow thing in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy because she she throws it and then she whistles it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's uh, she's an interesting character, and I would like her as a DPS. I do not like her as a tank. Um, why? Why do they not like shields in Overwatch Two? No one, ha- even characters that had a shield, now they yeah, don't have so a shield. There's two shield tanks now. Um, Reinhardt who hasn't really received any significant changes. He can now use two fire strikes. Um, wow. And then, uh, it's, hey, those are, those are useful. Oh, no, for sure. Um, and then Sigma, who I honestly have no idea how to play. Um, but they both still have their shields. And then you have characters like Orisa, who, again, had no problems with her original kit. Um, but people wanted to, they wanted to change it up. Overwatch dev team wanted to change it up. So she no longer has a shield. Uh, she also no longer has her fusion cannon, which was her weapon. Um, she now uses a spear. I didn't know that. She has a javelin. That's interesting. And she throws it. Huh. I'm going to so have to try that out. It's, uh, mm, it's not fun. Really? It's not fun. Um, yeah, that's a choice for they, sure. They, and it was, again, uh, th- this is something that they didn't have to do. Nobody was asking for this. Her kit is completely different than it was in Overwatch 1. In my opinion, they should have just made a new character. If you're going to change the character that drastically, make a new one. Right. It wasn't on brand for that character. Um, and then the, ne- the other new character is Sojourn. She's a DPS. She's fun. Um, her gun feels really nice. You know, I'll give, I'll give them that. Sojourn feels like a very well-developed hero. Um, I enjoyed the amount of time I spent playing Sojourn, but the learning curve feels a little high for her. Um, I kept forgetting about some of her abilities, um, including her alt fire, which basically if you get a headshot will one shot anyone that's not a tank. Um, and I kept forgetting that it existed. (laughs) So I think her skill curve is a little bit high. Um, but she, she's an okay hero. Um. I played her very, very briefly in, like, the practice room or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just so I would have something to say about her on the podcast. And to me, she felt like Soldier. She does play very similarly to Soldier. Um, I believe her backstory also has her being former military as well, huh. uh, similar to Soldier 76. That adds up then. Um, so the biggest problem, though, with, with Overwatch 2 isn't the characters, it's not the changes they've made... It is the free-to-play model that Blizzard has decided to adapt for this game. So, so if I may, um, explain to me like I'm three what this means. Okay, so what this entails is... It's like Fortnite. 
It's yes, basically. It's basically going to be Fortnite. Um, it's going to be there's no progression. Overwatch one, you would level up and get a loot box every level um, that contained cosmetics, um, and you would also have your character portrait that had uh, a colored border and an amount of stars underneath it. Right. Um, just to you know, kind of give people an idea of how long you've been playing. Um, just a flex. Just just a flex, you know, and they they looked nice. Um, and also in fights in the games, you would have medals. Gold, silver, or bronze uh, for each category. Um, you have them for eliminations, um, objective kills, which are kills made on the objective point, damage done, healing done, and objective time, which is amount of time spent in the objective point. Um, and so the medals were specific for each team. They were not, you know, overall for the game. So if you had gold medals for elimination and damage, that's that meant that you were the best on your team currently at eliminations and damage. And then at the end of the game, um, they would give you, they would put up to up to four, um, not always four because sometimes people suck and don't get commendations, but up to four commendation cards um, for the game as a whole, um, such as maybe Skylar would have the most healing in a game and she would get a card that would read how much healing she had done and the percentage of damage taken that that was um, and then people could vote um, on who they thought was the most impressive um, as for those four cards and you know if you get five votes you you know it flashes and it's just fun you know it's fun stuff that they would do for progression um, and they took all that out at least for the beta I don't know if that's coming back um, for the full release but I'm, I'm bummed about that how do you feel you know my gripe <laughs> and this is silly so, like I said, or at least alluded to, I've been playing for a while, but I'm I'm not great. Um, and now everyone can see all your stats, and I don't <laughs> like that because when I'm playing like mystery heroes and I have one kill and we're getting rolled, <laughs> I don't want people to know that I'm the <laughs> I'm the fucking oh excuse me <laughs> that I'm. The dead weight over here. So, I don't. I don't care for that. I miss seeing the medals, and and it's just clunky. Like when you press on the whatever the pad, and you just want to see how you're doing, but then you have to compare yourself to the other healer, and then you're like, okay, it looks like I'm out healing them by about five hundred. You know, like. It's clunky to me, and I don't care for it, and I don't like other people being able to see how I'm doing. So, I, I understand your, your complaint there, um, and I also do miss the medals. Um, however, that said, I have been clamoring for that uh, method of statistics display since the game came out. So See, over- that's because you're good. <laughs> Well, and no. you want to be able to, when someone says, I need healing, you want to be able to say, look, asshole, I've done 20K <laughs> healing. Healing is not the problem here. I, I do want them to know that. But more than that, I want to know what the problem is. That's, so, yeah, that's fair, I guess. And I also want to be able to know, because if I can see everyone's stats, including the enemy team, I can tell who on their team is doing the most damage and who we need to focus on. But when I'm the problem, <laughs> then... I'm going to be shamed. <laughs> and they're going to talk about my mama in the chat. 
They probably will talk about Tremont in the chat. That's just what they do. Um, so Overwatch was developed by Blizzard. And Blizzard made another game that you may have heard of um, called World of Warcraft. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty indie. You may not it's pretty indie. It. It's pretty niche. Um, it's, it's not very popular. Um, so in World of Warcraft, in the PvP games, they have a very similar statistic screen. Um, you can pull up the screen and see everyone's stats all on hand. Um, and compare yourself. And I have wanted that in Overwatch for years. And they finally added it, um, but they added it at the wrong time, in my opinion, because they've added it at a time where I frankly don't care. Um, and and that's you know that's pretty much it is for Overwatch too. It's to me it's it's not great so far. I, I hope that um, you know they fix some of the things that I think are broken. Um, I hope they fix some of the things that they've changed already. I hope they revert Mercy back to what she was and make her playable again because right now she's not. Um, I hope they focus on things that actually need addressing instead of changing things that nobody asked for. Yeah, all that said, at the end of the day, I'm going to play it. Like, I'm going to play it. I'm going to stream it on Twitch. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably end up playing it more than me. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's I, uh, fine. I mean, you've, you've kind of had your time with it. Six long years of Overwatch. I think that it may have finally ran its course. Well, that's fair. At the end of the day, you know, it's going to get played. It's got such a huge following. Um, I think it'll see success, if not continued success, at least initial success at release. I just, I really wish they would get rid of this free-to-play model. The battle pass and, and, and all that. I just, I don't like it. It's not something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Do you think it will become a pay-to-win issue? They're saying it's not, but I think that it already is. Um, because with the battle pass that you have to purchase, um, they are making it so people that have the battle pass can get access to the new characters sooner. Oh, that's bullshit. It is, right? For lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you pay for the battle pass... You get, then you get to practice. Exactly. And by the time by the time that new character is available to me, you've had three months on me. Yeah, that's not fair at all. That's not fair. And I don't like it. I hope they get rid of it. I think it's garbage. So. Alright, well that's that on Overwatch, I think. Starting to get mad. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> calm Nathan down. Um, and it's really, it makes me sad, because that used to be like his favorite thing in the world. It did. It did. I'll find something new. But anyway, that takes us to our next segment, which we call the Multiverse of Media. Um, in the Multiverse of Media, we talk about film, comics, books, and more. This week, we're talking about a film. Uh, we're talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder, which at this point has been out for a few weeks, but we haven't talked about it publicly yet. Which means there will be spoilers. Oh, yeah. Expect spoilers. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with general thoughts. How did you feel about it? How does it stack up for you compared to other Marvel films? For me, I really enjoyed it. And I went into the movies like grumpy that I had to watch a Thor movie. So when we went to this movie, I asked Skylar, I said, do you want to go to the movies? And she was like, yeah, let's go. And I said, cool. I just found out Thor 4 came out today. Do you want to go watch it? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. We pull up into the parking lot. <clears throat> we get there. She looks at me and she goes, I just realized something. I said, what? And she said, I don't want to see this movie. 
And I said, well, that's too damn bad because I've already bought the tickets and we're going. Um, so so we go in and we get our, our concessions and, and we get in there and sit down and enjoy the film. Yeah, one thing about me, I'm not fixing to watch a film without popcorn and that's just the long and short With extra, bit. extra, extra butter. No, but... Um, Back to the topic at hand. No, so I've never seen a standalone Thor film. Um, so your only exposure to Thor is in the Avengers films. Correct. I've never seen Ragnarok, and I've heard wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things about it. You've also never seen Black Panther, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, not having seen the other Thor movies, I didn't feel lost at all. Um, there's So if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, you're going to want to fast forward this whole part. Um, but if you have seen it, you know, there's the scene where, what's the little rock man's name? Korg. Korg, um, is telling stories about Thor and what he's done. And they use that to summarize basically where we are to this point. And I think it was well done. It was cute. It was, it it was was funny. Korg is, for anyone who has seen Ant-Man, um, Korg is essentially... The Thor version of Michael Pena's character from Ant Man. Um, you know he'll narrate things for you. He'll do it at a slower pace, um, but it's it is it's cute. Um, it's informative the way that they had Korg um, bring all these summaries into the film. I thought, like Skylar said, that they did a really good job with that. You know, I thought that they did a really really good job summarizing things and keeping it fresh and not overdoing it. They didn't take twenty minutes. You know, these summaries lasted, I believe, you know, generally less than two minutes yeah, of, of film time um, to really catch people up on what had happened in the past. Um, Skylar had never seen a Thor film, and, and even when they were summarizing, you know, the events of Ragnarok, um, it was something that she was able to keep up with um, for overall, I think they did three of them, so, you know, under ten minutes of screen time between the three different summaries that they gave throughout the film. Um which were, again, they were very fun summaries. They weren't boring, you know, last time on Thor. It was, you know, Korg being Korg. If you've seen Thor Ragnarok, you know who Korg is. It's voiced by Taika Waititi, the, the writer and the director of Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder. Very, very funny man. Uh, I love him. Uh, and Korg is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So, you know, hearing him give all these back stories was was very interesting for me i will say speaking of um korg as a character like marvel always has that one character in the film that's like the funny one you know oh yeah for sure and i feel like korg is one of the most well done and genuinely funny one of those characters Mm -hmm. like a lot of times like Okay, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I'm so sick of Groot. He's not funny to me. He's not cute to me anymore. Groot was good for one movie. Yeah, I'm done with Groot. Groot is, I Am Groot is no longer a punchline that I want to hear. Yeah, um, <laughs> I could I could go the rest of the, the entirety of the MCU with never hearing I Am Groot again. But Korg is just so I don't I don't know what it is about him. He's so likable and it's it's the wholesomeness. It's, I think it is. He is. So profoundly stupid, <laughs> but in the most wholesome way. It's not that he's stupid. It's he's naive. Yes, yes, the, the naivety of it all. Um, and this is, you know, someone who is a warrior. You know, for all intents and purposes, Korg is a warrior. Um, but he's 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 a big blue rock man. He's just he's cool. 
Um, like them a lot. Uh, there's a scene, like, you know, like I said, there's big spoilers here. There's a scene in Love and Thunder where Korg has his body destroyed and only his face is left. And I was distraught because I thought we were losing Korg for the rest of the, the MCU. However, you know, he it's okay. He's fine. They brought him back. You know, at the end of the movie... He explains that, you know, only his face has to survive and his body can grow back. So he was fine. Um, and I was relieved. So what were your general thoughts on the film, Skylar? Um, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought nothing... What is that noise? Oh, there's an ice cream truck. Sorry, there's an ice cream truck outside and Skylar got distracted. I want ice cream. Can you... <laughs> I hope that picks up on the podcast very much. <clears throat> um, Sorry. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, you were giving us your uh, general uh, feelings and thoughts. Quite. So, um, I have been quoted as saying, I would rather eat dirt than watch another Marvel movie. Several times. I have said that. Um, and not because I don't love them, just because... After Endgame, I felt like we were kind of beating a dead horse. Um, I didn't feel that way about Thor. Love and Thunder. Which is weird because you've never seen Thor before and you, you didn't care for his character. Right. I, I had no real affinity for his character. I didn't really care about his love story with... Jane Foster. Jane Foster. I cared that Kat Dennings was in it because she's real hot. I was very disappointed that it was only for one scene. Hey, I'll take it. Um, I had no idea Jane Foster got cancer. <laughs> That's actually straight out of the comics. That's the same reason she becomes Thor in the comics. I was going to say, I had no idea she was going to be Thor in this movie. Oh, you didn't even know that going into no, this? No, I didn't know that. All okay. I knew okay. going into it was it, it was about Thor and it had a lot of Guns N' Roses songs in it. It had literally every Guns N' Roses song in it. You could take the Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits album and just slap a Thor Love and Thunder on the front. And so that's the Thor Love and Thunder soundtrack, and nobody would know the difference. I read that the only reason for that is that it's Taika Waititi's favorite band. I would not be surprised. <laughs> he just wanted to... That that genu- generally, genuinely sounds like something Taika Waititi would do. But the aesthetic, just like the flying ship with the rainbow and... And, and all, Thor's get-up. Thor's outfit. All that stuff was very 80s metal. Somebody said that Thor is essentially just Val Hallen from the Justice Friends... From Dexter's Laboratory, if you remember them. Do you remember them? Yeah. Val Hallen, for those listening who don't know who I'm talking about, is a parody of Thor from Dexter's Lab. Kronk. And, and the, the embraggable Kronk. Kronk, yeah. The embraggable Kronk. Uh, he was a parody, a parody version of Thor for Dexter's Laboratory. And he was dumb. He was like a stoner. Um, a very, very funny character in that show. Um... And that's essentially what Taika Waititi has done to Thor. So there's a lot of people that are upset about it, very angry that Thor has, you know, someone that can, you know, do all kinds of complicated things has just been dumbed down to a gag character, more or less. I think that's a fair criticism, honestly, but... But I think the movie itself was fun. I think it was paced well. Like, it wasn't... A lot of the times when we go to Marvel movies, especially, like, not, like, huge ones, like, 
what was that one that I hated? Was it was like a it was like oh god the Eternals. The Eternals, yes, the Eternals was not great. The Eternals was so long, and I just kept looking at my phone and being like, "Is this almost over? Is this almost over? Is this almost over?" There were there were several things wrong with the Eternals. Uh, one of them was the pacing, though. But I'll tell you, I don't think I looked at my phone a single time when we were watching Thor. I don't think you did. I normally have to tell you to stay off your phone, and I think you actually were invested in this movie. It's, like, at, at the core, the whole theme of the movie is just, you know, who you love is your legacy. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. And then also, you know, love is... is more powerful than any other force. Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, like Thor's whole thing is he's retired now, he's done, and he's trying to figure out what comes next. And it turns out that what he left behind with Jane was the important thing. Yeah, that was the thing that was most important to him and the thing that he wanted the most out of his life after... They defeated Thanos. Yeah, and then at the end, with the main villain, I don't even remember his name. His name is Gore the God Butcher. I knew it was God Killer or Exterminator or something. To that he, he kills gods, one way <laughs> yeah, or the other. He kills gods. Um, the fact that they defeated him just by making him realize, like, you don't want to kill, you want your daughter back. Yeah, so at the beginning of the film, um, you know, Gore, the film opens with Gore and his daughter um, in a, a desert planet, essentially, um, dying of hunger and thirst. Um, they're both very, you know, visibly dehydrated. Um, and Gore, after some traveling, loses his daughter. Um, she dies of this dehydration. Um, and he buries her. Um, it was sad. Wasn't it was it? it was devastating to watch. Uh, they did. and it's like we had no idea who these people were. Yeah, like yeah. it was a random way to start a Thor movie. I thought it, it was. It felt strange because these were brand new characters. Um, they didn't even introduce them. But they God, just it was showed sad. us and then killed his daughter, who was what maybe seven, and she was so cute and, and uh, sweet. She was. Yeah, that was sad. So they they kill her at the very beginning of the film. And then Gore finds the god that he prays to. And... Turns out to be a real dick, that guy. Yeah, just straight up asshole. Um, and essentially, you know, tells Gore, I'll find new followers. Um, I don't care about you or your daughter. And Gore says, you know, listen, dude, I'm, I'm the last survivor of the race that prays to you. There is no one else that's going to pray to you because I'm the last of them. And, you know, he's he essentially uh, metaphorically spits on Gore and says, screw you, buddy, get out of here. And um, points to someone who had just attempted to kill this god using the Necrosword. And the Necrosword is a weapon that can obviously kill gods. And he grabs Gore by the throat in, in an attempt to, you know, uses machismo to get Gore to back down. And then the Necro Sword materialized in Gore's hand and he murdered the god. And so the Necro Sword tainted him similar to how the um the book did to Wanda um in Multiverse of Madness. I was thinking how the Horcruxes do to the Yeah, can I, you know, yeah, similar to that how the Horcrux made Ron an asshole yeah. for a whole book. 
Um, and uh, so he goes around killing these gods. And in the end, like Skylar said, Thor and Jane made Gore realize that he didn't want to kill Thor. He didn't want to kill gods. He wanted his daughter back. And that was his driving force, was love. It wasn't hate. It was love. And love is the same reason that Thor was able to bring Gore down. And Gore's dying wish, when he got to the center of the universe, was for his daughter to be brought back. He could have killed Thor. He could have wished for eternal life. could have wished for whatever he wanted. But he brought his daughter back. And Thor promised Gore that he would take care of her. Um, So at the end of the movie, um, they have a nice little montage there of uh, the two of them working together, fighting some baddies. That was fun, you know, just for the last 30 seconds of the film. Um, I just think this movie was sweet. It was. It was very sweet. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I think a lot of people hate the direction they're taking Thor. You know, I saw someone say, we want a serious Thor film. So he got two of those. They sucked. Kenneth Branagh couldn't save them. You know, <laughs> he's one of the best directors in the world. Um, he couldn't even save those films. They were atrocious. Um, but they were. They were sweet. I enjoyed it. A lot of people don't like the direction they're taking Thor. A lot of people didn't like the Screaming Goats. The Screaming Goats <laughs> cracked me up. I couldn't get enough of those guys. Um, I'm excited for the next Thor. Uh, Thor 5 or whenever they bring... Hercules in. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he plays uh, Roy in Ted Lasso. I'm very excited to see him uh, take over the the role of Hercules in the MCU. Um, and I think they're going to do something with Zeus, if uh, if you recall what they, what, what they did with that. Yeah, I'll say as a Percy Jackson stan, uh, this movie was exciting to me just for the Hall of the Gods or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And seeing Zeus be just such a douchebag, which is on brand. It was probably the most accurate portrayal of Zeus I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, it, it was just fun. It was fun watching Thor murder Zeus. Yeah, that was good fun too. That was good. But then he comes back. Don't worry, Zeus isn't dead. Um, like I said, very heavy spoilers, guys. We, we warned you. Um, so I'm excited to see what Zeus is going to do with him still being alive and you know sending Hercules after Thor. I think Zeus is going to be a pivotal point for Thor uh, in the movies going forward. So it looks like I just threw out some numbers here. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 68%. IMDb gave it a 6.9 out of 10. What would you give it out of 10? I would give Thor Love and Thunder an 8 to an 8.5. I had some issues with some of the CGI. Um, Some of it looked kind of flat. Some of it was reminiscent of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Uh, which really turned me off uh, in some areas, but overall it was good. Some of the jokes um, were a little overused. They talked about orgies a little bit too much. <laughs> um, but again, Zeus. So, yeah, eight, eight, eight and a half, I think, is, is a fair range for, for Love and Thunder. What about you? Yeah, I think I'd agree at an eight and a half. Um, I just think it was good, wholesome, fun. Uh Wholesome, but not necessarily kid-friendly. Yeah. Just a good time. Like, I hate movies that take themselves too seriously. Yeah, and that's, you know, the the, the beauty of, of Taika Waititi in and of himself. is You know, he just, he never does that. 
Yeah. I think it was a lot of fun. I definitely would check it out if you haven't already. Although, if you haven't already and you just listened to that, there's really no point, I guess. <laughs> so, at this point in the podcast, we're going to play a little game um, that we're going to do probably every show, um, depending on how this evolves. Um, we're going to do a Guess That Character um, it's going to be a 20-question style game where one of us picks a character and the other tries to guess who that character is. Um, this week, Skylar will be picking the character for me, and I'm going to try to figure out who it is. All right, and I have my character in my brain. You probably know way more about them than I do, so I do have their Wikipedia page pulled up in case I need to confirm any of your questions. <laughs> and just for the audience to know, this can be a character from film, movies, video games... Books. Yeah, we're, we're not really limiting um, where this character is from, but she picked the character pretty quickly, so I'm hoping that it's someone who's kind of relevant and that I can figure it out pretty quickly. So, are you ready for me to start? I'm ready. Am I keeping track of how many questions you've asked? Yes, you'll have to keep track, because otherwise I'm going to ask 100. <laughs> okay. I'll ask till I get them right. Um, that might be more fun if you just ask to get... <laughs> I mean, we'll let the audience know you lost, nah. but then we'll keep playing. I uh, and and also to to add to these these rules real quickly before we begin, um, I cannot guess who the character is early and lose. If I guess it wrong, I lose. If I guess it right, I win. So if I if I decide to guess at twelve questions and I get it wrong, that's it. I've lost. Um, but if I guess it at twelve questions and get it right, I win. But I'm probably not going to do that because that's you know it's kind of scary. I don't want to lose. I don't like losing. It's not fun. <laughs> So, okay, um, is this character from a TV show? Um, not, 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 no. They were never in a TV show? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Was this character from a movie? No. (laughs) I am already not doing great. Is this character from a video game? Yes. Is this character's video game a PlayStation exclusive? No. Is this character's video game any exclusive? Maybe. (laughs) Gonna have to Google that one to figure that one out, huh? Yeah, hold please. I'm trying to figure out if, if it's an exclusive, I need to know which console... So I can narrow it down at least a little bit right now with this question. Yes, it is an exclusive. It is an exclusive. Is it exclusive to Nintendo? Yes. Okay. Is this a female character? Yes. Does this female have a very long ponytail? Yes. Does this female act like Dante from the Devil May Cry series? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how Dante acts. (laughs) It's probably a yes. Uh... (laughs) Does this female have very long stiletto heels? Yes. <laughs> I think I know who this is, guys, if you couldn't catch on. Um, Skylar is uh, obsessed with this character, if it's who I think it is. Um, does this character have a game coming out soon? I believe so. Um, will that game be the third game in her series? Definitely more than that, I think. Well, you've got the wiki. Find out. Can I change my she wears stilettos to sometimes? <laughs> That's fine. Still, yes. 
I just I just need to know if it's going to be the third game or not. Um, hold, please. Holding. Don't worry, guys. We'll get this figured out soon. I no, no, it's not the third game. Okay, so it's not going to be the third game in her series. Okay, so it's not quite who I thought it was. See, I was I was on the Bayonetta track. Uh, and it sounds like it may not have been Bayonetta. Um, okay, let's see. Is this character in Smash? Yes. Okay, so this character is in Smash Bros. Hmm. Does this character wear a metal suit of armor? Sometimes. Is this character blonde? Yes. Okay, now I know where we're going. Um, does this character... Um, Fight aliens. Yes. Um, so this character does have a new game coming soon. Uh, and this character also recently had a game released, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, does this, this character makes the boop sound <laughs> and drops little bombs? She, she's now she's giving it away, but she knows that I've I've, I've figured this out. So this character wears a blue uh, one piece under her suit of armor. Uh, and this character's name is Samus. That is correct. Okay, so we got it. How many questions? I mean, you knew it after like nine, but you asked probably more than 20. I, I did not ask more than 20. I asked 19. I was keeping, <laughs> I was keeping count. Um, I, I know I said I wouldn't, but I asked 19 questions. I uh, got it in 19. So high five. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I think I did a pretty good job picking a random character. Yeah, no, I, I thought you were going to pick something we had already talked about today, and you did not. Um, and that was that was impressive. Thank you. All right, well, I guess that will do it for our first episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We upload new podcasts each week, so be on the lookout for the next episode of Look for the Light. And please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, share it with your friends. Um, you can also find us on social media, uh, and you can email us at looktothelightpod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for things for me to review, things for us to talk about, um, characters for us to uh, give to each other um, for the 20 questions. Hate mail. Hate mail. Hate Nudes. on us. Nudes. Yeah, we'll take those. We'll take those. Um, you know, whatever you guys want to send to us. Yeah, we'd be tickled to get your mail. Um, also, I know I plugged this shamelessly once before, but just to do it again, um, you can follow me on Twitch, where I stream Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, uh, Fall Guys, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, usually on a gummy, so that's fun. You can follow me at sky for forever on Twitch. And thank you for listening, and don't forget to look for the light. Thank you.